Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode number 12, is it, Judy? Number 12. Number 12 of the Diamond Chronicles, two tales of... Two? True. Two? <laughs> I just got out of the dentist's office, so it could be a little slippery today. <laughs> um, true tales of trade, trust and betrayal, and... This, what I refer to as the world's second oldest industry, we won't get into that today because, Judy, it's a bit of a somber day. Mm-hmm. And this is my lovely assistant, GIA, Gemological Institute of America trained. So if you want to talk rocks, you can talk it with her too, since most of our listeners would prefer they hear more from her anyway. That's too kind, Colin. But it's a somber morning today for some news Judy just right. brought to my attention. The queen has passed. Long live the queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess in this case, it's the queen has died. Mm-hmm. Long live the king, because it's King Charles that will be taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we we reflect on this this morning, and in terms of, of talking about um, diamonds uh, in my global travels, and, and as you know, we had the office in Antwerp for 15 years, which is just a jump to London. I had the opportunity to do a number of things directly and indirectly with the royal family. Um, I visited London Tower, like a lot of people have, to view the crown jewels. I've been to Buckingham Palace, and many of our listeners don't know this because I don't really talk about it a great deal, but I also received the Duke of Kent, who I believe is fourth or fifth in line to the, 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 the throne, the Duke of Kent medal. For philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned this, and I would normally not talk about it, but I think it's a bit apropos today. Uh, apropos. I, I can't see my teeth. <laughs> you can't talk I today. can't talk. <laughs> uh, my mouth is still a little bit frozen, so forgive me. But, um, yeah, so so I, 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 our clients who listen, I know there's a number of you, uh, a, a, a little bit of everything that comes to us, goes to worthwhile charities all over the world mm-hmm. and if we you just have went a charity, to a charity event own, recently we did go to a charity event recently <laughs> had a little too much fun <laughs> had a little too much fun in retrospect and we also have from that charity event we have the wine tasting can't that, wait for that that we're going to be doing but yeah so so you know i guess um in terms of the crown jewels i maybe i'll share a little bit about that because i have seen them I read that um, they've never been appraised. Well, here's the thing. It's probably the biggest asset. Almost all royalty, you know, when you think of investment in diamonds and investment in gold and, you know, diamonds, colored diamonds, big diamonds, rare diamonds, they have no price volatility. Many people estimate that the crown jewels are the biggest monetary asset that the family has it's quite extraordinary really and the reason they haven't been appraised i'm guessing is they would be worth so much there would be taxes to be paid Mm -hmm. and and like the rest of us apparently the king and queen have to pay taxes so that would be (laughs) the the uh off the top of my head but certainly there's lots of experts in the world that can can try to figure that out so the estimate it's worth four billion yeah, I'm going to say double. Double? Yeah. I, I think if they ever came into the marketplace 
some of the wealthier in the world would just love to have those in in their portfolio actually mm-hmm. as as an investment, investment portfolio i read an article this morning uh, when we talk about rare stones and diamonds is that they estimate that argyle pink diamonds in those certain categories where generally pink diamonds have gone up about one percent a year these things right now are appreciating at about 18 and a half percent a year oh, wow. which is kind of crazy numbers and and again in certain categories even more than that so so our tribute to the queen i mean this is one of the most gracious most amazing women i i believe the world has ever seen and um and it's it's sort of a sad note i mean my whole life she's been there and now she's gone and so uh to her family and all her heirs and everybody else out there all you canadians who if you recall whenever the queen visited we'd go crazy as a country Mm -hmm. um it's a very very sad time so let's move on from there by the way i'll say this the cullinan one and cullinan two very famous diamonds is they're cut from the biggest diamond ever found which weighed I think it's just over 3,000 carats or something. I can't remember. But it was a pound and a half of diamond. That's insane. And it was cut into, I believe, uh, somewhere in the area of it's 38 or 58 diamonds with the two of them, the biggest ones. One's in the scepter, I believe, and one's in the crown. Now, this is all off the top of my head from being a diamond boy. But, yeah, it's an extraordinary thing to see diamonds of this size and this this value mm-hmm. it's fun to see so so yes queen elizabeth rest in peace girl so where do we go from here today where do we go from here TikTok. <laughs> colin has become a viral sensation on TikTok. <laughs> well, we had one go viral. That's well, we had for two sure. go viral. We had two go viral. That went over a hundred thousand. Right? One was like, over a hundred thousand. The other was over four hundred. So, so if you guys don't know what we do here a lot is we take people behind the scenes of the diamond business and we've never really been open to the public so if you're mm-hmm. someone who's been able to buy from us we're we're, we're the company exclusive. pardon me we're kind of exclusive well not really what we are is we're the guys that sell to the guys that sell to the jewelry store and so one of these TikToks that went viral I guess that is exclusive, by the way. But one of these... Colin just likes to disagree with everything I say. Are you in that mood today? Is that what we're dealing with? So let's let's talk about why this TikTok went viral in the first place. Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things I had lunch a little while ago with a very, very, very successful client of ours and a very long-term friend of ours. And, you know, he talked about, when we talk about things, about you know true stories of trade trust and betrayal and one of the things that we've talked about that does not make us popular in the trade but it's the truth is that there's been betrayal like people don't know like that tiktok that went to it's almost four hundred and fifty thousand views now with 15,000 likes Mm -hmm. talks about the fact that when a diamond is in a piece of jewelry 
you can't grade any aspect for it. Mm -hmm. And because the public is so ignorant about this topic and not understanding that you can't grade a diamond if it's set in jewelry. So I think that's why it went so viral. You know, it's, I, I like the fact they use the word ignorant and, and, and it's because the industry, you know, in 1939, this four C's of diamonds, the cut, the color, the clarity, and the carrot were developed for an ignorant industry. And, and when I, we say ignorant, we're not talking about rude. We're talking right. about uninformed. Uninformed, yeah. Uneducated. Uh, uneducated. Un, un something else but i can't think of the word right now but um an ignorant industry to sell to an even more ignorant public now this was in 1939 and here we are 2022 you can only imagine how much information later and if you walk into a jewelry store they're still using that they're still using the four c's which really fall far short of what you really need to know and here's the really scary part they can say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. A jeweler can say whatever they want. And believe me, when you're walking downtown Vancouver in these massive jewelry stores paying tens of thousands of dollars in overheads for rents and you know a half a million dollars to put lighting in so your diamonds sparkle in their store, you're paying for all of this. Right. And there's a real temptation to embellish the value of the goods. So when you have a diamond in a setting, you can't put it on a scale and see what it weighs. And if a jeweler says, oh, it's a one carat stone and it only weighs 99 points. And this happens all the time. And you know the other one? I was reading an article from the Jewelers Vigilance Society a couple days ago, is the carat of gold. Gold's very expensive right now. Mm -hmm. So. So to start with, they can tell you anything they want to about the quality of the diamond. They can give you these beautiful written-out appraisals saying it's this, that, the other thing. Mm -hmm. These are not legal documents. They don't mean anything. It's a jeweler's opinion. And they get away with this under the guise of of, uh, subjectivity. Mm -hmm. It's subjective. When it's not really subjective at all, because I can assure you there's companies out there, like we do, who have the technology to accurately grade these things every time. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see this. I think we're going to see, you know, now with lab-grown diamonds, the technology's here to do so many things with diamonds. Mm -hmm. Um, There's that aspect of it. But this other article, which I thought was frightening was the carat of gold in your ring. So if you go in and you order an 18 carat gold ring. Wait, don't tell me it's not fully 18 carat. What if it's 16 carat or 17 carat? It's a huge savings. And you don't know the difference. And Mm. this article talked about the fact that this is what's going on. So gold is so high, it's so expensive, that if they make their rings in... 17 carat instead of 18 carat it's called under carroting it's extremely common in the industry really and so they can use alloy which costs nothing mm-hmm. and you would never know the difference without getting tested but then can they stamp the jewelry with 18k even though it's 17 not only can they they, they do. do. Oh, that's so scary. it's it's very little difference mm-hmm. from so you gotta watch all these things. You know, you can get testers nowadays mm-hmm. that will actually test the gold content. And I hate to say it, 
you know us, we're, we go backstage, we find out what's going on, and we're not trying to be controversial, mm-hmm. but what we are trying to do is show our clients what goes on in the, the backstage of the industry so they don't have to deal with these things, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, it's been going on for a very long time, and, and more so now with the price of gold. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? I want to bring up this email that one of our viewers, our TikTok viewers, sent us. And so he was interested in obtaining some diamonds from us. Right. Right. And said that lab-grown diamonds are not real. He went to a jeweler. They tested out lab-grown diamonds with one of those tools. Right. And apparently they were not real. First of all, whenever you hear stories about people going to jewelers to test things, Mm I can never comment on those things. I don't know what kind of technology they have. Most jewelry stores do not have the appropriate technology, Mm -hmm. like we do, to test for these things. And so um, his email was about the fact, you know, uh, uh, when he emailed me, and and we're going to be doing the work for him, um, he emailed me with the fact that he had been informed by his jeweler that lab-created diamonds are not diamonds. And what I did at the time, Judy, was it was interesting because we've been so busy, you guys. Like, we, for the first time, are selling directly to the public. And we're busy. People want the best price. They want the best price. all over the world, which is crazy. It's just crazy. (laughs) We're shipping to Australia. We're shipping back east. Mm -hmm. It's so busy for us. But... Uh, in regard to this gentleman, he said that they weren't real diamonds. And I don't make cases for people. Anything we talk about here, I'm not going to argue with someone. All I do is provide the evidence. Right. And the evidence in this particular case is an article from Forbes where LVMH. The largest luxury retailer. In the world. Owning brands mm-hmm. like... Uh, Louis what are those purse Louis Vuitton and you know the champagnes and uh, they the article talks about the and this is Forbes saying this it's labs from are luxury. June of 2022 that mm-hmm. lab grown diamonds are now luxury mm-hmm. Pandora they, even well, Pandora well hang on before we move on to Pandora mm-hmm. with LVMH not only did they start using them. But they're opening their own manufacturing. They bought into right, the business. Right. Like mm-hmm. De Beers did. The biggest mine supplier in the world is producing their own. Pandora. You're absolutely right, Judy. Pandora, the biggest jeweler in the world. And when we say this, it's by far. For ethical reasons, Pandora has, and you can Google all of these things, has stopped using mine diamonds. It's a fascinating, fascinating mm-hmm. story. Look, it's as I talked about in the news last week, um, the fact that right now, due to demand from the United States of America, lab-created exports from India, and understand this, nine out of 10 diamonds in the world, nine out of 10, 90%, go through India, whether they're out of a mine or a laboratory, mm-hmm. for polishing. Mm-hmm. It's such a fascinating story. And then, of course, we have the myth movie, as I call it. Nothing the, Lasts Forever. Nothing Lasts that Forever. That documentary. You can Google this as well. It's coming out. The trailer talks about It's supposed that. to come out. <laughs> These, yeah, we're, we, we got invited to the... Uh, 
premiere in New York. We didn't go. We weren't really that interested in flying to New York for a movie. But um, apparently, these things have been in the Diamond Pipeline for 15, over a decade. Yeah, 15 years. And no one can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's all very, very convoluted. Here with our clients, it's different. We're backstage. We're not a retailer. We're not worried about sucking profits out of you to pay our expensive overheads. I mean, when we you don't have in, the overheads too, though. Well, so. well, that's you know, true diamond brokers. This has been a tradition, and it's very much a traditional business at mm-hmm. our level is to keep overheads low, providing maximum value for your clients. Right. So yeah, it's our offices are. Our offices. It's not retail space. I had to say that to someone the other day. They wanted to come look at our retail space. Anyway, so so there you go. That is kind of the backstage story in the industry today with what's going on with Lab and Mine Diamonds. And mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we almost talk about it too much. But guys, this is a time in the industry that the industry is truly changing our role in the business i think is just to provide our listeners with the facts right we're not here to convince anybody that's right right? that's right we're not here to compel anything just just the facts provide the facts um so and and let me give you a price comparison so i want to talk about a stone yesterday that is a diamond and and how buying with us really is so the diamond is a three carat stone it's a round brilliant cut diamond and uh it's posted on one of the biggest websites in the world we're not going to say who are we i i don't think we should say we can't say who because of agreements we have we deal directly with supplying retail some of the biggest companies in the world with their diamonds so we have to be a little bit uh what's the word a little bit discreet about that sort of thing but you can guess but here's a diamond that we have that's listed on one of the biggest sites in the world. It's a white diamond. It's a round brilliant. It's a D color. It's a triple excellent GIA VS1. My favorite, favorite grade. The grade mm-hmm. I gave my wife when we got married. And um, it's lab created. It's got GIA certification, the Gemological Institute of America certification on the stone. The GIA said for decades they would never certify a lab-created diamond, but they do now as of last Christmas. So this is a beautiful, stunning GIA certified stone. It was listed on a website for um, 17000 almost 18000 U.S. dollars. We provided that exact same stone through our look we sell to the trade that's no doubt about it but we sell to the same drum roll please (laughs) for under fourteen thousand dollars so we were able to save that client and this is a wholesale very respected online so that exact same diamond that we control um we saved our client four thousand off of what they would have paid to a so-called wholesaler. What did you online. say again to him? You said you don't know how much you love you me. You don't know how much our clients don't know how much they love us right. when they do business with us. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a, an example. By the way, Judy, we also valued it as a mine cut. So our stone of under fourteen thousand. And sorry, I don't have my notes in front of me. U.S. dollars. If that was a mine diamond, where remember this. 
my eyes and, uh, you know, your eyes, Judy, let's go with youth and maturity. Um, (laughs) My eyes cannot tell the difference in these two stones. The one that came out of a mine is the exact same grade, GIA certified, 65,000 US dollars. And the lab credit wow. one is fourteen five. Like, what would you do? There's no way to tell the difference. There's I would, no way to tell the difference. If I were getting engaged to, which is very not likely at this point, <laughs> I would want the lab coat <laughs> diamond. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, when we search diamonds for our clients, and we this is our job, right? If we don't have them, we'll we're we are brokers. We will buy and sell from the mines or the cutters mm-hmm. for our clients. When we go looking for mine diamonds, there's hundreds, literally yeah. hundreds. We were looking well, just for yesterday, carrot and a half. Yesterday, I kept having to flip through the pages, right? Like like so many, all the same size, all exactly 1.5, mm-hmm. all D, all VS1, all triple X. It's my favorite grade. I think it's the best grade in the world. And they, there's so many available, and that, that doesn't saturated. include the 1.51s and the, right, right, right. The, the category, which would be thousands of stones. Yet, go to find one out of a lab. And it's so much harder to find. so much harder, because they're selling They're them. so sought after. India, $8 billion. <clears throat> $8 billion of lab-created diamonds because of demand for the U.S. Last, These are the numbers. It's astronomical. Mm-hmm. That's $8 billion worth into the U.S. alone. So, yeah, it's an exciting time in the industry. And, again, you know, we're here to report facts. But to me, if a jeweler was telling me my diamond's one grade when it's another, I would be pretty upset. To me, if a jeweler was telling me the carrot of gold is 18, it's 17 or 16 or 15 or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty upset. This is not a part of the industry that's policed. They turn a blind eye right. to it. There's always an excuse, but there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there you go. There's my rant for this week, okay? Mm-hmm. And my little educational component to come back to it. This is the TikTok that went viral because people don't know this. People don't understand. They don't understand. Like, like you can be told anything. It's simple to fix. This is the other important thing. It's simple. It's easy to see your diamond loose. You know, a couple hundred bucks worth of gold, you can put a million dollar diamond in it. And as soon as that diamond goes in, Mm -hmm. you can't grade any component of it. I mean, and then there's the whole question of, is that the diamond I bought that's in my ring? We can resolve all these things for you. Yeah. So there you go. How's that for this week? And and forgive us, we're a little bit bummed, I think, over the Queen Elizabeth announcement. I know I am. I certainly grew up with her as a strong influence, especially if you're from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else, Judy? What's going on next week? Do we know yet? Have we decided what our podcast is going to be? Look, we we really appreciate the emails today. We really we thought we were going to just talk about TikTok and what's going on, but the death of the Queen certainly requires kind of big news, time and attention, particularly when we have direct. Um, well, I guess direct interaction with the royal family. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, just so you know, the Duke and I, 
went up to Whistler and partied. I received it in the, the medal in an award ceremony. And then we went up to the Fairmont and Whistler and got nice. some wine. Yeah, we had a really good time. Super great guy. And in those days, I was driving a Range Rover, so it was kind of perfect because that's the Queen's car. Oh. <laughs> right? It's that's a British, British-made car. Is it really? Yeah, I know that. it is. Anyways, stay tuned and follow our TikTok. We are going to be posting pretty consistently on there. And, yeah, until next time. Colin? Judy? Colin? <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>